Well, everybody, welcome to episode 245 of the Ankeny Fanatic Weekly Podcast. As always, it's brought to you by our good friends at Coldwell Banker Mid-America. Coldwell Banker is rooted in the legacy of our founder, renowned businessman and philanthropist, Marvin Pomeranz. We continue to tell his story through our love of people, homes, and the communities we serve. Our integrity guides are focused to empower people to make the best real estate decisions possible. We pair local ownership and knowledge with the power of an international brand and the most advanced technology to elevate the customer experience and expectations. Our network of resources allows us to be the number one Coldwell Banker franchise affiliated in Iowa, guiding you home for over 30 years. All right, well, we're going to talk a lot of girls wrestling tonight. In a little while, I'll be talking uh, to two of the Ankeny wrestlers on the podcast. But right now, my first guest is the head coach of the Ankeny program, and he has guided the team to a 14-2 record thus far. Last year, he led the team to a 12-2 mark in its inaugural season and a 40th place finish in the state tournament. He's Dustin Rowland. Coach, thanks for joining me. How are you doing? Hey, Dan. How are you doing? Good. Glad to be here. Thank you. Appreciate your time. Hey, you bet. Well, you guys are coming off the long holiday break. Uh, your team's last meet was 15 days ago on December 19th, so that's a lot of time off. I'm sure you gave the girls a little time off over the holidays, but did you guys get a chance to work you know, pretty hard on some things as well? Yeah, we uh, right after our competition there, our last competition was against uh, Raccoon River Wrestling. Um, that was on Tuesday before break, and then we came back on Wednesday and had a practice, and Thursday did a little makeshift uh, holiday party where we exchanged gifts and wrap gifts for some uh, residents at Sunnyview Care Facility, and we ended up going on Saturday and singing, uh, what would you call it, Care Carols there. And uh, so they had basically from that party on Thursday until I think the 27th. We gave the 26th off and we came back on the 27th and worked to, through Sunday. Um, so I think we had like six solid practices where we um, went much longer than we normally did. We went a little bit like two and a half hours, um, just spent some more time on the mat. You know, sometimes during the season, you got announcements, you got a long-winded coach, you got to try to get out by the time you ride on the schedule that parents are there to pick up kids. And time gets away from you, so it was nice to have that time on the mat where we could dedicate at least two soul, sure. full solid hours to getting better and, and some conditioning and stuff like that. So that was a good time. We're excited to get back on the mat tomorrow night as we host Algona, Winterset, West Marshall, and we're kind of doing that purposely at North Pope to mm-hmm. kind of, you know, say thanks to that that program and the girls that have you know, join our program from there. And, and so, I don't know, we'll see, I've never done that there. Never been there, never wrestled in that gym, so I'm excited to uh, um, find a new place and see how we do tomorrow night coming on break. Well, I know you had some girls banged up too, you know, in the first part of the season, so I'm sure the break gave those girls maybe a little more time, a chance to heal, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> you always wonder as a coach, like, are you, when you got girls that are banged up, right? Like, what, what am I doing wrong? You know, how much time are we committing? And I, I, I firmly believe, it wasn't from overtraining. It wasn't from too much live wrestling on the mat, which we hardly ever do. Um, it was just from, you know, girls kind of getting acquainted with the sport. And, um, you know, we had like our heavyweight, Melanie Martinez will be back for the first time all year tomorrow night. Um, Lily sitting across the table for me, uh, had a pretty decent concussion there. I don't remember what competition, but it basically took her out for the last week and a half before break. And it seems like we haven't seen her wrestle on the mat in two years. Um, so we're excited to see her back on the mat tomorrow night. Ella Haran, who suffered a, you know, a terrible, you know, arm break this summer at Fargo Camp Training, get ready to go to uh, the national championships in Fargo, North Dakota, and she's been out. You know, basically she come back, came back, um, 
I believe that that week, the weekend before that Tuesday, her first competition was at uh, the Rocky River Tournament where we sent some JV girls. So it's good to, I mean, tomorrow night we're going to put a lineup out that's going to be, with the exception of one way, my guess would be what we're going to take to the regional tournament. So anytime you can get a full lineup together like that, makes coach feel good walking into the competition and confident. So it's, it's getting that time of the year where it's time to get those girls in the right ways, the right place, get focused and, and goal oriented and, and start the journey to accomplish some things at the end of the season. Well, before we look ahead, let's uh, recap the season at this point a little bit. I mentioned that your team is off to a 14-2 and two start. Uh, your only losses came to Cedar Falls at the Battle of Waterloo on December 14th. And then you uh, referenced uh, the loss there to Raccoon River Northwest five days later. And I know coaches never like to lose, but you felt like your team you learned some things from those losses, didn't you? Yeah, um, obviously. I mean, when we wrestled against Cedar Falls, it was no secret in my mind. I don't know if the girls necessarily knew, but, you know, I had – when those brackets came out and I saw that we would see Sierra Falls in the finals of our, our bracket play, I was like a little irritated because we had a head-to-head -head win over Waverly Shell Rock earlier in the year and they were seated ahead of us, but you know, no sense in crying over spilled milk. So we went there and we competed and I don't think that we were at the level mentally that they were at on that day. Um, that's kind of the goal to figure out how to get there between now and the next uh, three weeks basically. Um, but they just came right out. I think we got pinned in the first four matches and found ourselves down like 24 to nothing. Um, then we hit kind of our solid part of the lineup and, you know, they're at 40, 45, 55, and on up, we, we get pretty solid. And, uh, you know, we were able to get back in the match, but then it just came down to, we talked about this all year, we have to figure out, we talked about it last year too, and we showed a video of, of Dan Knight, legendary coach of Bettendorf, kind of getting on those guys in the Battle of Waterloo in the boys' division about the same thing. Like, until we figure out how to go out and compete in matches and not get pinned when we lose, we're never going to become elite. We're never going to be the team to beat. We're never going to be the team that, you know, everybody's chasing behind because we go ahead and go to our backs and get pinned. And, you know, that's like, you know, I like to point the blame that, like, well, we're new, we're... We know what we're doing, we're still learning about this, but you know, you look at a program like Ben North that's won multiple state titles over the last few years, you know, a few years, and, and then there's their legendary coach seeing the same thing to those guys. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so it's just it's age old thing, you know, we gotta find a way and wrestling to stay off your back. And right now we're struggling to do that in matches that we win and when we can piece that together, we're gonna to jump levels. Um, so that was kind of the first loss. Then obviously, like you said, we went, <clears throat> excuse me, a couple of days later in Russell Raccoon River. Um, I think we talked briefly, we had been one like 24 straight duels in a row mm -hmm. to that point. And as a coach, and I don't know if the girls felt this, but I, I sent a message to some friends on the way in the bus and I just was like on pins and needles. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not really sure why it's high school wrestling, right? Um, <clears throat> but uh, I was saying that I just wanted over. When to lose, I wanted over. And like when, when we lost that duel, I think it was good for us because it just kind of reminded us, hey, we're still human around here. You know, we've been kind of the team to beat in Central Iowa, and, and obviously Raccoon River for a year and a half have been right behind us, and they got us. And so to me, it was like, man, that sucks. But like I said in the interview afterwards, at the end of the day, I go home, and neither of my daughters care whether we won or lost, and that's ultimately what it's about, right? But I think it was good because you're gonna lose sometime. 
and the more you don't lose, the more that pressure mounts, the more it gets going, and that now it's done. Like we never have to worry about our first loss. You know what I mean? It's it's done. It's on the table, and it is what it is. Now it's just time to move forward and get better. Well, you guys are certainly showing that you can compete with anybody. Uh, you know, you mentioned early in the season, uh, you opened things up with that 42-39 win over Wa- uh, Waverly Shell Rock. Uh, they were the preseason number one team. And then you edged uh, Rackland River Northwest by three points four days later to win that uh, Central Iowa kickoff at Nevada, uh, where you had uh, six finalists. You know, so I'm sure you feel like, you know, the potential is there for this team, especially if you get that full lineup together like you talked about. Yeah, I mean, last year we talked about we had a bunch of really solid girls that, that could compete and we're figuring out wrestling. We're just kind of missing the horses, right? The ones that are going to score some major points for each state tournament this year, we have about we have a few of those, and so we're going to score some major points. And now we got to find a way to get those girls that are seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, up to three, four, five, and six to supplement those sure. that are probably going to place in the top three or four of the state tournament and see what we can do when it comes time. But um, you know, talk is cheap until it happens. So I know we finished 40th in the state last year after having a great season and you know you walk away and you get beat by valley you get beat by raccoon river and as a coach it's like yeah we had a great season but nobody wants to finish the state tournament 40th you bring the second most qualifiers in the state and you're out before everyone else you know i mean on, on paper it wasn't as bad as it looked because we had one girl seated to place or two i guess mm-hmm. one and, and the least was one of them and she went one and two and kind of got that deer in headlights at state tournament first time ever there and I expect that to be a lot different this year if she makes it. And then, obviously, Dana was seated fourth and got fourth, and um, or maybe fifth and got fourth or something. But, um, you know, the rest of the girls were anywhere from 18 to 27 in the seats, so they're not even supposed to win a match. Right. You know, and, and we had um, Norbach has won a couple matches and at least won a match. And so, you know, those are positives to take away. But I'll never sit at the stable across from you and say I'm happy about a 40th performance at the state tournament. I mean, this is Ankeny Community Schools. Our expectations are much, much higher than that, so. Sure. We had that Nevada tournament. They had a pair of champions in uh, Dayton and Cleveland at 145 pounds and uh, Haley McGrew at 155. Uh, they both had five pins on the day. And uh, one of your runner-ups was uh, Hayden, Hayden Bratlin at 140. Uh, she lost in the finals to a returning state champ, uh, Maylee Ellsbury from uh, South Tama. You know, but those three girls, uh, Hayden, uh, Dana, and Haley, you know, they've really been the heart of your lineup all year. I mean, you just, you can count on those guys pretty much every night, can't you? Yeah, I mean, for those old school Yankees fans, they know all about Murderers Row, and that's kind of like our own version of Murderers Row. You know, we get to 40, 45, 55, um, more times not in a duel or in a tournament. They're going to score 30-ish points in a tournament, and they're going to score 18 straight points in a duel most likely. Um, it, like I said, that day in particular, you know, obviously Hayden got beat by Ellsbury, Saltema, uh, two to nothing. We got in deep on a shot, and, and Ellsbury snaked around, and that was two, and that was the end of the scoring. Basically, I... You know, we rode her out and we got written out, so we had to find a way to get out and win a match like that. Obviously, you got a freshman coming in wrestling the returning state champion, and most people would be like, oh, that's a great match, but not her. Her expectations are we don't lose matches. And and so, you know, that was a disappointing, you know, loss for her because we watched that girl struggle to beat someone in the semis, and then she kind of just kind of controls um, Hayden in that match and now it's back to the drawing board but you know we've, we've kind of game planned and talked about you know what we do in those close matches against those upperclassmen an example be Kiara Demessi when we see her at the state tournament you know um, so maybe we can get a chance to turn those things around and like you said Dana um, beats a girl I believe that day and so well, that's a while but you're testing me here oh yeah oh yeah I believe in the finals she beat a girl from um, 
Woodard Granger maybe potentially. Um, I think so. Yeah. Who's ranked like fifth or sixth and just again total control of the match and ends up getting a fall and then Haley and I don't remember who she would wrestle in the finals but she's pretty much pinning everybody she sees. Um, with the exception of Zoe Barber, a stud nationally ranked girl out of uh, uh, Nebraska. So, you know, that's still a match with my team back. She made a couple big mistakes in that match that cost her. And, uh, um, you know, we'll get that stuff cleaned up. And we, we won't see that girl and it won't impact this. But obviously, at her weight class, there's one of the best girls in the country. And, and Skyler Slade from Southeast Polk with that weight. So, you know, we're, we're going to throw our hat in the ring and, and go out there and fight and see what happens. But, uh, you know, either way, for our program, those three girls have been, you know, the, the like you said, the core, the murderer's row, the the three that no matter what they're feeling like, what, what what's going through their head, they're more than likely going to go out and find six for their team. So, you know, as a coach, it's like, okay, I got six. <laughs> Jokingly, some coaches, they have nobody at those weights, so they take a break. It's like us, we got three studs at those weights, take a little break, you know, watch them do their thing, makes coaching easy at that point in time. There you go. Well, yeah, I know last year you had to spend a lot of time working on fundamentals with the girls just because, you know, so many of them were new to the sport. You know, so have things gone a little smoother this year just because, you know, many of the girls do have a little bit of experience under their belt? It, uh, it's exponentially better. Mm -hmm. Like, um, night and day, black and white, whatever you want to say. Like, we got girls out there running butchers. You know, last year we were just kind of tying up, falling around and ending on top and just kind of relying fully on the athleticism. And this year it's like, it, and we've had many parents say this and many people from outside of the program, it's like, man, your girls are really out there running wrestling techniques. And that's been kind of like, I don't know, I'd say the black eye in the state of, of girls wrestling. You know, I had another coach say something about, you know, referring to girls wrestling as bad wrestling. And I'm like, sometimes, yeah, but come watch us wrestle. You know, like, I, I would hope that when you watch our girls wrestle, you can tell that there are certain things that we're working on, that our girls are doing, that, you know, not just one of them's doing here, or one of them's doing here, but you watch up and down our lineup. You know, the, the best teams are sometimes... I don't say easy prepared for, but because they're good, but it's easy for a coach to look and say, okay, this is what this team does well. And I think we're starting to establish an Ankeny like, okay, we're really good in the front headlock. We're really good at exploding to our feet. We're really good at running barns and butchers. You know, like those are the core of what I want our program to be is basic fundamental wrestling. And we are in year two on our way there. And I'm super proud of, you know, when I watch our girls on the mat, it looks like someone's coaching them. We mentioned anything you guys will have tomorrow night there at the North Polk and the teams that you'll face. And I know you've already seen the West Marshall at least once. Uh, you beat them 51 to 28 in the final of the Centennial Duels on December 9th. You know, so do you know much about the other two teams? I know Al Gellin's got, um, you know, some tough girls. It's going to be a fun match at 100 pounds tomorrow. They got a ranked girl, Haley Tobin, at 100. Um, and obviously we have Lauren Watson. Um, so I'm looking forward to that match. Other than that, um, again, I know I look at the results. We actually saw Algona, um, they were at the Raccoon River tournament that our JV was at the other day um, before Christmas. So um, we have seen some of those girls, but honestly, I'll, I'll start looking a little more into it tomorrow. But mm -hmm. um, we start off with them. So um, at this point in time, I mean, we're looking at the teams we're competing. I'm, I'm feeling pretty confident with, with where we're at and where we're going. Um, even looking at our regional, which we may talk about here in a little bit, but um, just feel confident about going into regionals. I mean, at first glance, our regional is like, geez, that looks, I don't know, I mean, that looks like pretty good regional. But when you break it down, 
there's a lot of girls and a lot of weights with a lot of good records when you throw 25 teams into the mix you know maybe 20 of those 25 teams don't have a full lineup but they got seven or eight girls that, that just randomly fit in all of a sudden you got brackets with seven eight nine really tough girls and you got to find a way to finish in the top four and i'm looking at them and i look at some of those records and i look at our records and i look at our competition and i just sit back and i feel confident you know like they may have some good records and our girls you know might be sitting at say like a 12 and 7 but the competition that we see throughout the year you know i i think is second to none i mean there's a reason we go to central we kick off we go to battle waterloo i mean we there, there's not like we just show up and try to put together a schedule we put together a schedule that's going to put our girls in a situation to be the most successful at the end of the season when it comes time to be in tough matches well, yeah, you mentioned that regional tournament, and you guys found out that you would be going there on January 26th to the Hy-Vee Hall, and of course that's the same place that you guys wrestled at uh, last year, and that's kind of an interesting venue. I know when I went there last year, I wasn't sure what to expect, but it was a pretty unique environment. Do you think that's an advantage, knowing what to expect now? I mean, it's, I wouldn't say an advantage, because everybody kind of knows what to expect now, mm -hmm. but I mean, I, I felt 99% certain we were going to Hy-Vee Hall, and you know, for me in the wrestling world and like someone like Kate Bratlin who wrestles every possible tournament she can go to I and mean, she wrestled in Ivy Hall a hundred times. Mm -hmm. I've been to a hundred wrestling meets in Ivy Hall, so it's just a level of comfort there. Um, but at the end of the day, like you could wrestle in the worst room, wrestling room in the state of Iowa and, and the only thing that matters is what happens when you tow the line and when the whistle blows. So, you know, we you, you could wrestle in a barn, you can wrestle at Wells Fargo Arena, you can wrestle at Ivy Hall. And it's just all about taking care of what, what we've been working on all season and, and the fundamentals like I talk about, you know, front head locks, simple high crotches, things like that. We take care of business. We're going to have a pretty good day on the 26th. Well, yeah, last year team uh, placed second at the regional tournament uh, behind Cedar Falls, and you guys qualified eight wrestlers for state, and uh, seven of those girls are back this year. So do you think your team has a chance to maybe qualify even more this year? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, we're taking 14. The goal is to qualify 14. Um, obviously, but in a more realistic point of view, I mean, I think right around that number is, you know, like last year we, we qualified eight. We thought a great day would be 10 going in. Um, by the time it was said and done, we had 12 girls that were right there on the mix. You know what I mean? Like, like four girls didn't get in that we thought were, and two girls got in that we thought didn't. So if you do the math on that, like that's 12 of our 14 girls that were in the mix to go. And I think we're right there in that same boat, you know, 10, 11, 12 girls that have a legitimate, honest shot to get through. And it's just, again, like I said, a matter of taking care of business. Of course, the state tournament will be held on December 1st and 2nd at Extreme Arena in Coralville. And I know last year's tournament was, you know, kind of a learning experience for your girls. Uh, Dana did place fourth at 135 pounds, but she was your only place winner. And I'm sure the goal this year is to get, you know, more girls onto the awards podium. And like you mentioned, you know, get some of those other girls up higher than what they were a year ago. I mean, do you feel like this could be maybe like a top 10 team? I mean, outside of the top 10 would be completely disappointing, mm -hmm. um, to be quite frankly with you. So... I mean, my goal, and, and again, maybe this is bad coaching, but I, I, I'm, I'm not really a rah-rah guy type of motivational guy. I'm just more of a guy that's like, hey, listen, it's time to go to work. You know, we got to do what we got to do. And so, you know, we don't spend a whole lot of time talking, well, we want to do this, we want to do this. It's just, we got to do it. You know what I mean? But, I mean, my goal, I mean, we're, we're sitting through the IWCOA rankings. We're the fourth-ranked team in the state. I think they give awards. Boys this year, they give them top four. You get to bring them a, a team trophy for your school. I don't know what the girls are doing, but traditionally it'd be three, you know. Um, and we've competed against Bettendorf. We've competed against Waverly. We've competed against um, Decorah. 
East Block, uh, Southeast Polk, you know, and th those are the teams that are right there in the mix for the top five uh, tournament-wise. You know, obviously we talked about Cedar Falls. Um, they're kind of in the same boat. We were there a whole bunch of, you know, really solid girls that don't have really any horses that are going to score a ton of points, except for maybe a couple of them. Um, and so that's why, that's the only reason I don't mention that team in the tournament. But I have a ton of respect for, mm -hmm. you know, their coach and their program. But, um, you know, my, my goal is to somehow find a way to, to finish third and, and guarantee yourself a team trophy and, and bring it home and, and have these girls walk away. And, you know, someday 20 years from now, walk back into the trophy. I told them we, if we get a trophy, we got to have five of them. You know, we gotta right. have them. At, we gotta have them at every school that we represent. There you Most go. Of those girls can come back <laughs> to their school and look at them and, and be proud of that. And you know, that's the goal. Like I said, I mean, anything short of obviously, I, I mean, realistically, a top five finish would be great. Um, a top ten finish would be okay. Outside of the top ten would be disastrous. And you know, a top three finish would be just fantastic. Um, and we talked when we got hired. You know, a year ago for this job, honestly, I mean, I think we've had this conversation before. We didn't, you know, the year before we started our program, I think there was like seven total girls between the two schools. Mm -hmm. And we were sitting there and, you know, like, so what, you know, what are your goals, what are your plans? We kind of put together a five-year plan, right? Adam and, and Nate and Blake and um, Tom and I and, and, and Holly and Mike. And, you know, we said kind of year one was just about trying to find enough girls to, to have a team. And obviously we, we far exceeded that goal in year one. And then year two was trying to get a, you know, like a supporting crew, like a second layer of team. And obviously we were there last year and this year we're sitting at like 45, 46 girls and we're ranked fourth in the state. And we have three really highly ranked girls and a handful that have been in and out of ranking since then. And, and it's time to like, you know, the time is now. <laughs> it's not time to wait. We're not waiting until year five. You know, it, it's year two. We're trying to compete with the best teams in the state. So, um, again, a long answer to your question. Do you think we can be in the top ten? Absolutely. But, you know, Margo was finished in the top three. So. Well, it's hard to believe that state tournament's just a month away. The season's going pretty fast. We'll be here before we know it. But, hey, Coach, thanks a lot for coming in. I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, good luck the rest of the way. Yeah, again, thank you, Dan. Always appreciate your work for us. You bet. All right, well, my next guest is a senior on the Yankee squad. She posted a 26-15 and 15 record last year. It was a state qualifier at 130 pounds. This season, she has compiled a 12-7 and 7 mark while competing mostly at 135. After being out of the lineup for the last couple of weeks, she is expected to return to action on Thursday. She is Lily Hans. Lily, thanks for joining me. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Thank you for having me. Hey, you bet. Well, how are you feeling health-wise after the break? I know Coach mentioned that you'd had a concussion. So how are you feeling? Um, Concussion-wise, I'm good. Like, I feel back to normal and, like, I can compete the way I did before. Conditioning has been a lot tougher after being out for almost a month straight, but I think coming into the break, they knew that a lot of girls would be out of shape, so we've been working a lot harder than we have been before, conditioning-wise. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's helping not only me, but all the girls coming back from injury and just coming back from break in general. Now, how did you suffer the concussion? Did you guys knock heads or something? Or? Um, so we're not sure. At Donnybrook, um, I was actually wrestling Emma, one of our sure. girls uh -huh. on 38 for warm-ups and we hit heads a couple times and then in my third match that day I knocked heads with another girl and just the compilation of the three is what ended up giving me the concussion. Did you know right away that it was it was fairly bad? Or? <laughs> Not at all. Um, it actually took me a couple of days for the symptoms to kick in but I think the Monday after is when it got the worst. Um, it was pretty intense, hardly could go to school, couldn't work out. 
it just I felt sick all day and couldn't think of a true reason why until we got to wrestling and checked it out. I'm glad you're feeling better. You know, how would you assess your season thus far? Have you been happy the way that you've wrestled? Uh, yes. I have changed my wrestling style a lot from last year in my eyes. I feel like I've developed a lot more technique-wise because we've been working on more things with there being more girls and more girls being experienced. Well, I don't know how much you had wrestled prior to last season, but, you know, were you a lot more comfortable coming into this season having that year of wrestling under your belt? You know, has that made things a lot easier for you? Coming into any season, you still get anxious when you've been out of it for a while. I take a break from wrestling to go in softball and then come back. So it's a lot different conditioning-wise, and the mental part of the sport is a lot different than what you would see in softball. So coming into a sport like wrestling, you have to prepare mentally just as much as you do physically. So it's tough, but it's still, after having a couple years, this is my third year, Mm -hmm. um, it still helps to have those years of experience to know what you're coming into rather than coming in for the first time. We've had some good performances this season. Uh, you played second in the Central Iowa kickoff at Nevada, uh, where you lost to Sienna Ficken of uh, West Marshall in the finals. And that was a match that went to overtime, I believe. Now, you could get a chance to wrestle her again uh, tomorrow in that uh, quadrangular at North Polk. Are you looking forward to maybe seeing her again? I would love to see her again. There are a lot of things that I would do different. And I think at the end of it, I was just a little winded. I think we both were. And I made a mistake that took me to my back that just ended up getting me. Sure. Well, you placed uh, 13th as well in the uh, Dan Gamble Dunnybrook at Coralville, and that's obviously a tournament that features some of the best wrestlers in the Midwest. You know, were you able to take some positives away from that tournament, even though, you know, you had some tough losses over there? Yeah. Um, the first girl I wrestled was from Bettendorf, and they're a very good squad, so I feel like I learned a couple new things from her. My second match didn't go as well for me, but losing helps anyone figure out what they need to improve on, so I think that's good. But in the end, I learned some new moves that I've been using from now on and on bottom that I feel like have really helped me develop. Well, how do you feel like the team's performed up to this point? Do you think you guys are making some pretty good progress? I think we have performed really well. Looking at last year to this year, we have some more weights covered that we did last year. We didn't have 100 pounds last year, and I mm-hmm. think Lauren has come in and filled that really well. Um, but as a team, I think we've battled really hard, both mentally and physically, with a lot of girls being out and injured. But coming back and being able to compete the way we have is really good to see. Well, I assume this is going to be your last season of wrestling because you've already signed a letter of intent to play softball next year at uh, Missouri Western. You know, what are your goals for the rest of the season? I imagine you want to get back to state, don't you? Yep, my hopes are to get to state. But ultimately, I want to wrestle well and be proud of the way I did, even if I don't go. State is anybody's goal, but as long as I'm happy with the way that I've performed and I feel like I've developed as a person as well as a wrestler and an athlete, I'll be happy with wherever I go. Well, you lost both your matches at State uh, last year, but do you think the experience that you gained over there you know, will be helpful if you can get back there? Yeah, the just environment was stressful for someone who's never been to a big tournament like that. But mm-hmm. I think being there and going, if I make it again this year, it'll really help that I was there last year. And, will be able to know the experience of being in state. Well, when you're talking with the coach, he set some pretty high goals for the team. I mean, do you have uh, high goals for the team as well? Of course I do. I agree with him that we have some really strong wrestlers that I hope to see go far, not only this year, but in the rest of their career. But as a team, I think a lot of girls are capable and are developing enough to where they can make it to state this year. 
what we mentioned earlier that you're going to be playing uh, softball next year at the Missouri Western. You know, that's a sport that seems very different from wrestling. You, you touched on that a little bit uh, there earlier, but you know, so what attracted you to the sport of wrestling? Did, did you just want to try something different? So I was a wrestling manager um, from eighth grade to sophomore year when I started wrestling. I started wrestling the middle of the sophomore season with the boys. But my family has always been a wrestling family. My dad was varsity where he went to school. My brother wrestled coming up in age. And it was just something I always enjoyed and enjoyed watching and understood. So I thought I might as well try it out. Well, have you found any skills that you need for either, you know, softball or wrestling that can kind of translate to the other sport at all? Just hard work. The mental capacity that you have to have to be able to wrestle, to lose when it's tough or to win when you're hurting, along with weight cutting. I've been struggling with weight this season, keeping it in check. But, sorry, um, just the mental strength that you have to have to be able to do that translates to anything in life, anything that's tough. Sure. Well, I know when you committed to Missouri Western that you told me that uh, the team culture was exactly what you're looking for down there. Uh, you said the players work hard and have fun doing it. You know, do you think you'll have a chance to step in and contribute right away next year? I think I will. Um, Coach Yagi is really good about keeping girls interactive in the team, even if you aren't playing. If you aren't starting, then you're helping these girls warm up and get better as long as you're getting better as well. What do you plan to study down there? That is undecided currently. Uh -huh. um, I'm looking into the physical therapy aspect of it, but I'm not 100% sure on where I want to go with my career. We got some time to figure it out, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Lily, thanks a lot for coming in. I appreciate it, and good luck the rest of the season. Thank you. You bet. All right, well, my final guest tonight is also a junior on the Yankee team. Well, she's not also a junior because Lily's a senior. I see they threw, threw me a curveball here. Josie was a late addition to the lineup. But anyway, uh, she has a 16-9 and nine record this season. Uh, she has wrestled at uh, 190, and now she's going to move down to 170. But she's Josie Bissett. Uh, Josie, thanks for joining me. How are you doing? Oh, my gosh, I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you bet. Well, how would you assess uh, your season thus far? Have you been happy with the way you've wrestled? Um, I missed the first two weeks of wrestling practice. Um, it was kind of rough. I was... Uh, I qualified for state for swimming. Um, I was an alternate, so I missed the first two weeks. And our first meet against DCG and Waverly Shell Rock, I came in with two practices under my belt, and I ended up winning my 190 match against um, an amazing wrestler from DCG um, that had beat me mm, several times, I think two or three times last year. So that was a huge win for me. And then um, I wrestled an exhibition match um, up a weight class um, at 235, and I won that as well. One of coaches mentioned you've really improved since last year. Where do you feel like you've made the most improvement? Um, just everywhere. You know, last year was my first season. Um, I've been around wrestling forever, but, um, you know, last year I decided to give a shot, and I went out there, and I got a lot of varsity spots or varsity matches under my belt, but... You know, the off season, I took every opportunity I could get to get better. You know, I got to work with a lot of amazing people. Um, I got to go to Fargo and work with the amazing staff that they had there and, you know, really got a lot of experience. And so I'm better everywhere that you can possibly look at. I mean, um, you put me on bottom and I'll work until I can get out and just try it every opportunity. At top, I'm trying whatever moves I can. I got a, a ton of moves now. Um, top or neutral really wasn't a place I was strong with last year and I really would just try and get through the first period and hope to choose top but um, I'm really working those tops still I still love top but you know I'm really improved in all areas of wrestling I possibly could 
Well, Lily mentioned that uh, she struggled a little bit with her weight uh, this year, and, and you're going to be moving down to 170 now. How is that uh, cutting weight going for you? Is, is that easy for you? Um, for me, it is. Um, I have actually, I was 200 pounds at the beginning of last season, and I have just kept cutting. Um, it's not, I wouldn't say for me, since the bigger weights, it's, I would say it's easier to lose weight to cut. Um, I have... I was one, 200 and I went down to 180 and wrestled 190 most of last season. And then in the off season, I really cut down to um, 160, 165, you know? Um, I mean, I was 180 start of the off season. You know, I qualified for Fargo at 180. And then, I mean, we went into Fargo and I weighed just above 165, you know? Um, so I've actually, when I've been wrestling 190, I've actually been 165. So those matches have really like been, um, I mean, I, I was honestly quite impressed with my performance being so underweight, but um, I've wrestled bigger girls before, so it wasn't a huge deal for me. Um, but yeah, that isn't, for me personally, I know there's a lot of girls that struggle with that, but me personally, you know, I just take it with a stride. Well, when you are wrestling, you know, a bigger girl, what's the key for you to, to, to beat them? Just to use your quickness then? Um, partly. Um, I think I just got to stay heavy. Um, I think... A lot of times, it depends on the, the wrestler. We kind of got to strategize how I'm going to go about it. Um, I like to use a lot of underhooks. Um, right now, I've been working my underhooks. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, a different, it's a different type of wrestling. I definitely feel different when I'm wrestling a girl 190 versus how I am wrestling at 70. Um, it's, it's interesting. I don't really know. I've, I personally... I go at it maybe a little more defensive in the first period, and I try to get out from under them if I can, and then we do kind of go for top. But you know, my neutral has been way different in the in the offensive, even if we don't see it possibly with um, certain wrestlers with those bigger girls. Um, but I really I'm working on it. Well, your team's coming off that loss to Raccoon River Northwest prior to the holiday break. You know, did that provide some extra motivation over the break? And, and do you think uh, you guys uh, you know had some good practices over the holidays? Oh yeah, you know, Raccoon River, I went in against um, Aaliyah Johnson, she's ranked. Um, I've wrestled her several times last year and with all my work I've put in, you know, that was really a match I wanted to go into and hopefully win and it didn't come out that way. But, you know, there's a lot of things I, I saw within my match. There's a lot of improvements I've made and I see um, within that match, but then I also see areas that I can grow. So I've definitely been focusing a lot on what I can do to beat Aaliyah um, and get better and so yeah and the conditioning and the work we've put in in the in the break is insane we've been really going at it well how do you feel like the team's performing up to this point you know do you think you guys are where you need, need to be right now I think there's always room for improvement um, I think we've been doing great uh, there's areas where anyone can grow um, but I think we've put out a really strong lineup and um, yeah I think we could do great I mean I think there's a cert some certain areas we can try to focus on going forward. I mean, we have a lot of seniors in our varsity lineup, and we have a lot of people to jump in and fill those holes next year. But, you know, losing a wrestler like Dana Cleveland, it's kind of hard to live up to her. So, you know, we're really trying to, trying to work, and there's still a lot of improvement that our team can do, but we're trying to fit as much, uh, grow and fit our people right into those holes that are going to open up. 
We'll coach talked about the battles that you guys have had with uh, Raccoon River uh, Northwest uh, this year, and you guys will see them again certainly at the CIML Invitational on January 16th, and that'll be held at uh, Northwest. Uh, do you think that's going to be another close battle with them? I hope so. Yeah. I think I, um, I'm hoping to come out on top this time. You know, you never know what's going to happen. But um, last year at the conference meet was a little bit of a disappointment with my performance. I let some things get to my head, but I'm a much more confident wrestler. I've worked a lot, and um, I know I can go out there and I can do better. So I think I think it's going to be a good match. Well, we talked with Coach about uh, the regional tournament and going back to Hy-Vee Hall. You know, were you happy to get assigned to that site since you are familiar with it? Oh yeah, I um, I enjoyed it last year. It was it's a it's a it's energetic. <laughs> it's full, but it's a good it's a good facility, and I wrestled Mad of Dreams there as well. And I I'm familiar with the the area now. All right. Well, obviously, I'm guessing your goal is to get to state this year since you came up short last year. Oh, yeah. I wrestled a lot of, if you look at my matches, a lot of the girls I've wrestled and a lot of my losses are ranked girls. And I've had that opportunity to wrestle again at Fargo. So I've been wrestling a lot of the best. And um, I think this year it's going to, it's looking good. I'm hoping that um, not only do I make it to state, but I mean, I keep going and I win some matches. Sure. Well, hey, Josie, thanks a lot for coming in tonight. Appreciate it. I know I wasn't expecting it, but I'm glad you were here. So. <laughs> thanks for having me. <laughs> you bet. Thanks, guys. All right. You've been listening to the Yankee Fanatic Weekly Podcast, sponsored by Coldwell Banker Mid-America. At Coldwell Banker, you're not one of many clients. You're our most important client. We listen to your needs to develop long-lasting relationships and provide the best services, professional support, and resources in the industry. We're constantly exploring new and innovative ways to elevate your experience and exceed your expectations. Our network of resources allows us to be the number one Coldwell Banker franchise affiliate in Iowa, guiding you home for over 30 years. And I want to mention that Coldwell Banker has renewed their contract with us to continue their sponsorship of the podcast for the foreseeable future. And I want to thank them for their support. Uh, We really appreciate uh, their partnership and look forward to continuing that uh, here for quite a while. Uh, also want to thank the guests uh, for coming in here tonight. We had Yankee Girls Wrestling Coach uh, Dustin Rowland, along with Lily Hans and Josie Bishop. And like I mentioned during the podcast, Josie was kind of a late addition to the podcast. Wasn't expecting her, so we kind of had to wing that interview, but I think it went okay. So anyway, come back uh, next week for another edition of the Yankee Fanatic Weekly Podcast.